All right. I I think I'm good in terms of we're recording. My internet's good. Hopefully y'all's are is too. Welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, my name is. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is not Aaron Varnum. Oh no! It's your boy Cookie, aka Liberace Shagwell. And yeah, oh yeah, I'm your host with the most today, and I'm bringing the hype to the podcast. Get in your car, boys. Buckle up because we're going for a ride today. Now, down know your know your Rove Boulevard. There we go. And nostalgia drive. That's called a foreshadow. We'll come to that later. That's right. And joining me today, we have the man who loves to see the meat a bumping and a jumping in the ring. Big Mike. Yep. <laughs> oh, Cookie. We lost Cookie. We lost Cookie. We lost Cookie. He's hosting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm sitting there holding my, holding my fingers going, please don't let it be my internet. Please don't let it be my internet. I was thinking it was mine. <laughs> Liberace Shagwell needs to pay his internet bill. Oh, he's at Diane's house, actually. <laughs> Cookie, oh, he went, he, the problem is he started talking so fast, his internet couldn't keep up. Cookie, you're you're gonna have to plug into the Ethernet cable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he cut his video to see oh, if that'll help. Oh well, that's good. Good to hear you, Cookie. Uh, I'm gonna be taking over for a little bit until Cookie comes back. <laughs> Welcome to Two Dollar Steak. Uh, we're joined by Big Mike. Yup. Uh, Toll Bear. Yeah, I'm here. I and, paid that uh, bill. <laughs> and me. Uh, we, we don't have a cookie right now. So, uh, boys, what do we do? Do we wait on our host for the week? I, I, or, I think, or I think we, we should give him the benefit of the doubt. What if he doesn't him. know? What if he doesn't know? What if he's still talking? We, we should give him a little bit of time. <laughs> there he is. There he you is. Know what? Cookie was all about him making him some content and he made some content. And now it's just frozen on him giving like a frown. Like he's, Ooh, he's, he's just so lost at life. This is a sad cookie. Oh, hey, man. Cookie. All right. Well, Cookie's still <laughs> FW. No audio, no video. In case you guys don't know, we are still recording on Zoom because we are social distancing because we care about America and we care about your families. That's right. As I uh, eat pizza. And a, I'm just too drunk to drive. <laughs> are you that hammered right now? No, I'm not. I'm not hammered. I'm, on, I'm working on it. The big Tobowski? Over here now, Mike. Uh, you got in some trouble last week after you were uh, you, you, you imbibed a little bit too much. As, oh as yeah. A celebratory so lap. In case you really enjoyed last week, I want you to know that I I don't know, man. I was worried. I, I was talking. I, I tend to talk fast, so I wanted to slow it down. I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing. Um, so I was and I was nervous. So I preemptively drank a little bit. I had a couple of bush lights, couple. Uh, bourbons and I ended up um, while playing the podcast back to my wife um, I had another bush light and one more bourbon and I blacked out and my pregnant wife got really upset and you know <laughs> rightfully so because I fucked up 
she's not only pregnant, she she's, is like she's literally. We are on at her this duty. point as of today. We are a day past due. So she was pretty upset because she thought Tolbert's wife was going to have to drive her to the hospital and be there for the birth of my son because me and Tolbert <laughs> were pretty fucked up. Hey, Cookie's <laughs> back, folks. Or, Cookie, can you talk now at this point? Can you can you hear me? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah you yeah, sound yeah, good, right. Cookie. Here we go. Right, go, back, go back to your stick. That was so odd, boys, but technical difficulties do happen sometimes on this ride. Here we go again. <laughs> we have the man who loves to see the meat a bumping and a jumping in the ring, Big Mike. He is. We also have the man with the stake in his hand taking over for the strong style, A.A. Ron, Aaron Barnum. A yep. <laughs> and as always, the man who loves to get lifted via the rope of nerds, Tiggity Tolbert. <laughs> I'm here, uh, man. I, I was here. gonna say, I was gonna say, how how is that for an intro? But uh, I, I oh, cookie, that was that was better than you could have planned. Oh man, mm-hmm. I, I cut off. How about that, man? <laughs> it, it made us like we we were all kind of like thinking that it was our internet that that was fucking up, and then all of a sudden when we saw that it was you, it made us laugh even harder <laughs> that our our host didn't even think to plug into the ethernet cable and oh. he's going off of wi-fi yep i'm going off of wi-fi boys and i'm in charlotte right now so i'm not gonna say any names or blame anybody but it's not me but anyway anyway i don't oh, know if he gets- girl, he's blaming his girlfriend Shh. anyway uh we're gonna get to the wrestlemania review because wrestlemania weekend was just this past weekend boys that's right that, that happened yeah unfortunately uh tobert and aaron and i couldn't have been there but what a what a weekend and what a show do they put on? How about that? Uh, yeah, so it it honestly took me an entire first night to get used to what was going on. So yeah. by the second night, I was like okay with everything, and like I'm like, well, this is what it's gonna be. I'm gonna accept it. It took a little bit of time for me to actually like buy into it. Like I, I understand that like you know everything that's going on and everything it was still it didn't feel like wrestlemania until after i saw aj styles hand hanging up from <laughs> from the the grave and then i'm like all right i'm fucking buying in at this point yeah i think yeah. we all love that match and it, uh, it took me a little while to get in it too i was like oh it just doesn't feel right um but the circumstances being it just gave us something to do and we we came together and it being two nights was fun as well because it gave me something to look forward to on sunday as well you know we talked about it all day then revisited to see what they're going to do the second night yeah yeah and go ahead mike and i was what i was gonna say is you know the, the cinematic nature of that quote-unquote boneyard match first of all nobody knew what a boneyard match was because wwe wanted to be real PC about it and not say a graveyard match, right? Or a casket match. So they called it a boneyard match. And, and just to like, I remember as we're watching it, it's, it's us four, it's Travis, it's uh, Zane. And it's, I guess Davenport was there a little bit. And, uh, Oh my God. <laughs> and, <laughs> speak his name. And, and, and to see the, the cinematic devil. nature of the boneyard Damn match. Cookie. No, we're getting uh what, what do they call this? Damn it, damn it, damn it, cookie. Cookie. What, Hold man? on. Oh one no. motherfucking minute. Hold oh, on a fucking no. second. This shit's getting on my fucking nerves. Cookie, damn it, you've officially gotten the heel run in, baby. <laughs> yeah. How you doing on your fucking first night of hosting, cook? Uh, he already my, had one fuck up. I already had a hiccup. My uh, my Wi-Fi went out. <laughs> While hosting. While, yeah, in the middle of my shtick. 
Don't blame it on the damn Wi-Fi cookie. It's one take hove over here in this shit. We got Zane Diggity damn Dawson. Everybody's Wi-Fi sucks. Yeah, you, you damn right it does. Damn man. right. <laughs> cookie, cookie, let me tell you something now. I ain't come on here shit on you, but I came on here to shit. Shit on you. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. I, oh, I no. Guess, I guess, look, listen, listen. It's a battle Cookie. of who has the worst Wi-Fi at this point between <laughs> Zane and Cookie. We're, we're, we're finding out. Hang on. Let me, I'll cut my shit off and use my data. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Zane's trying to figure out his data plan. Back in this bitch, with Cookie. With our WrestleMania. <laughs> We back in this motherfucker, Cookie. You ain't getting rid of me that damn quick, okay? Damn it. Now, first of all, do you got your notes? I got my notes. You got your damn notes. Second of all, how's it fucking going? <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> Cookie, what I interrupt so I can finish it? Go ahead. Go ahead. You no, finish no. it. Go ahead. No, Zane's no, no. going to take over. What, what did I interrupt? What, your what your you thoughts on the Boneyard match. Yes. Okay, damn it. Let me tell you guys something. This big cook, okay? Cook, I'm going to go ahead and finish your shit for you. Do I need the mask or no? I don't, I don't fucking need the mask. Listen, Cookie, damn it. I don't give a shit. This is the damn hill running. I just came to fuck up your damn segment, okay? Shit. <laughs> Aaron didn't give me no damn clues. I'm just supposed to shoot on your motherfucking ass. How about that? <laughs> Sorry, Dang, I set this up. <laughs> well, I damn, set this up, Cookie. I'm sorry. What am I supposed to do now? I don't, I don't even know what to talk about anymore. Zane Dawson is taking over the podcast. Once You're damn right. You damn I, right. A damn quarantine can't stop me, Cookie. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna fucking heel run in on everybody. That's Aaron, how I'm doing. I thought we left him in Hope County. What is he doing here? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The damn COVID ain't touching me, Cookie. You want to know why? Because I got a fucking purple handmade mask. That's why. Okay? So ain't no damn virus or no damn quarantine keeping me out of here, Cookie. Okay? I'm stronger well, Zane, than damn COVID. Zane, while we got you here, talk to us about WrestleMania. How do you feel about it, man? Did you enjoy it? Oh, well, now he's got to break kayfabe and actually be like a human being. No, for a no, because I'm going to be straight honest with you. I was fucking hammered because of the <laughs> damn drinking game. And I had to go back and rewatch it, Cookie, because the damn spear spots in, uh, in Goldberg's match got me shit-faced on my Grey Goose. Fuck. <laughs> but from what I can remember, it was a WrestleMania, right? <laughs> I think we can all can attest to the fact that Cookie and Zane both got shit faced on Cookie's um, drinking game. Yes, one thousand yes, percent. I all did right, boys. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna move forward a little bit. All right, I'm gonna take this podcast back over. Cookie, boys. listen. The only reason <laughs> you're taking this podcast back over is because I was in the middle of a movie and I gotta get fucking back to it before my girl trips out on me. Okay, but you go back and watch the Notebook. Wait, what movie? Uh, what movie? What movie? Uh, notebook. It's the Notebook too. We were watching Doom, and we're trying to fucking. Oh find yeah, right. Out. What what real movie were you watching? You want me to fucking shoot off? Shoot on it, brother. Hold on. How do I flip this shit? <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. What the fuck does that say, Aaron? Huh? Oh, this is Doom. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it says Doom. Wow. Let me fucking. 
Now, you know what, damn it, Aaron, this is now shoot on your ass. What? <laughs> Guys, okay, because let me tell you, Cookie, I apologize, okay? You're a great host, all right? But okay. let me let me remind you, Aaron, okay, we want a match at quarantine, and somebody's supposed to be posting a damn 30-minute Broadway. Uh, get, cut his feed. Cut his feed. Cut, cut, cut his, my okay. feed? Uh, uh, you want to cut my shit. feed? Nope. I'm not muting shit. Go, Zayden. Get him, boy. Sick him. <laughs> All right. Now that Zane Dawson is way, way, way far away from us now. We just got Zoom bomb. This podcast. We did. We got Zoom bomb. We Zoom did bomb. not expect that at all. <laughs> There's been so Sorry. many surprises. Guys, like after Cookie like, it explained to us how seriously he was taking this and like all this stuff, I decided to just, you know, throw like little mines in the field to like <laughs> to throw them off this game. You've been sabotaged, Cook. Oh man, that's okay. That's all right. Cause we're about to get back on track. Musa. Here we go. All right. Boys, we're also celebrating an anniversary. Uh we are one week removed from our one year anniversary and what a ride it's been. And Travis made us a pretty sweet collage of all the shenanigans that we took part in. What did you guys think about that? Holy shit. I it's my background currently on my computer. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really like just kind of zooming in. I like I went past like all the, the main photos and you zoom in all as far as you can. You start scrolling through just just to see what you can catch. And you know, you catch a pair of dusty roads balls and you catch a, <laughs> a pick of Tolbert ripping a bong and you start giggling nonstop. Some Easter eggs. eggs. There's some Easter eggs in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in the 1960s, the Beatles released this album called Sgt. Peppers. Yeah. And it's famous because, like, the album cover is this collage, but there, it's such a dense collage that every time you look at it, there's something new. And I swear to God, every single time I've looked at this collage, I have seen something I did not see before. I'm seeing the bit of honey. I'm seeing the Juggalo mobile that we saw on the way to WrestleCon. You're seeing Jeff Hart telling you to suck it. Everything about this collage has been our entire year. I don't know how many pictures Travis had to look through to get this together. It's amazing. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he had to go through all the pictures. All 16 Instagram year. posts. <laughs> oh, no. And it's not just Instagram. It's stuff that, like, like we sent to each other, stuff that, like, yeah. we had on the Facebook, stuff that we've had on the Twitter. It's just, like, all over the place. It's the drop veggie tray that landed right outside <laughs> of Aaron's house. Didn't make, even make it into the house. I'm, I'm going to need the uh, the if if we can section this thing off on in a grid. I'm going to need the grid coordinates for that one because I still can't find that photo. That's a <laughs> oh, game. It's, you got to find yeah, it. Yeah, it's really it's at the very bottom middle, and it's between Cookie's legs in the Walter pose. So if you look in there, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just so fucking dense. I couldn't believe how much stuff was on this collage. Boys, and it's like, it, you know, us and our five listeners will laugh, but, you know. Well, listen, if I, professional shit. if I could sum this up into five words, this is what I would say. Jesus, that's a lot of wrestling. That is a lot of wrestling. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Maybe it's time for some wrestling now since we, since we had a bomb and uh, we had <laughs> Wi-Fi get cut out. I don't even know if we have time for my story anymore. We can just no, go. we don't. <laughs> Let's just go ahead. Yeah. Wait, no, we got to tell everybody that we totally just shot and trashed your entire <laughs> opening <laughs> segment. Listen, hey, we're, my, my, we're, we're literally about to record, and uh, Varnum, Tolbert, and I and are just kind of like, 
Hey, Cookie, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I had the plan. I was going to talk about some old childhood memories and stories. That's why I said no, Nostalgia Boulevard, and they just shot it down, boys and we girls. We took a detour. We took it's a left yeah. turn. This, so, is, this is my favorite open we've ever done, though. This is so good. Fuck the cold open. This is a real open. This I was, is, wait, Wi-Fi problems, bombs, uh, like, it, it's just everything went wrong. It could I was simply <laughs> going wrong. I was ready to drop another butter line. I didn't even get to drop another butter line, but it's Your boy okay. Cookie was so nervous, and it's just, we've already tanked it, so Cookie can only go up. Uh, yes, yes. And, and from here, we're going to get into the Greenhorn mic. Uh, so I got Yokozuna versus Vader in your house. Eight, 1996, Charleston, South Carolina. Um, ah, whew, wow. So this is our first Yokozuna match. Um, if I could go down Nostalgia Boulevard a little bit. So as a kid and a, a guy who never watched wrestling growing up, I knew who Yokozuna was, but I only knew of him as a large, large man. And I don't remember. I wish I could get back into the mind of the five-year-old that, or seven-year-old that I was and understand and think about how I actually knew this guy. Like, I literally had have no idea how I knew of this man, but I remember at one point referencing how big he was and the fact that he had died. And he was huge at this time, and this was this was after peak Yokozuna, so like he had probably gained another 150 pounds. I just I I'll, I have a vivid memory talking about how Yokozuna died, and they needed 12 guys to carry his casket, and I shoot. I don't know if that I don't know if that's true or not. I just remember a as shoot. a ch- child saying that. Yeah, there there was a forklift that came and had to take him out of a match one time. A forklift, not a gurney. Yeah, well, that was um, that was one of these Vader matches, wasn't it? It was the we yeah, it was that uh, that raw prior. They had to use a forklift to take him out of the match. Aaron, Aaron, do you know anything about this uh, this whole rivalry between Vader and Yokozuna? So I, when I was when I was bringing it up, um, not necessarily about the rivalry, but the story behind this pay per view in itself is pretty cool. Um, so originally, the pay per view came out of Florence, South Carolina, right? So they start the show up. And my friend Michael Jordan, who we've, we've mentioned a few times on this, this show, he was there. And it's the only time, and since then as well, the only time a pay-per-view put on by the WWE from South Carolina. And I, So during this match, uh, during this pay-per-view, they have like two matches go by, and then they're live, they're on pay-per-view. All of a sudden, this freak thunderstorm out of nowhere comes and knocks out the power to the entire building. Oh, wow. So the entire building and, and also the feed to the pay-per-view went completely black, right? Kind of like the, that Super Bowl a couple years ago. Right. So it's completely, everybody's like, whoa, 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 what do we do? So they kept wrestling matches throughout that time, right? So there's like literal dark matches because they're <laughs> wrestling in the dark in front of, you know, like the, the crowd that they, they had. So they were able to get the feedback on about halfway through the main event. And then after that, WWE's like, well, we got to do something. So two days later, they did the exact same event with the exact same matches 
in North Charleston, which is probably two, two and a half hours away from Florence, right? So they could redo everything for the people that paid for the pay-per-view and then people that also were at attendance. Like, I think they gave free, you know, tickets to those people. But it is just this crazy event of just everything went wrong. Kind of like the beginning of Cookie's uh, <laughs> hosting gig, you know? It's like that. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, these two uh, men, they're big. And, and Cookie and I like to joke around. You know, we, we enjoy these big meaty men slapping meat. But these are, these are just big men. Not, <laughs> not very meaty. Vader's, Vader's thick. But, but these are two thick boys. Um, do you, get, do you know the, the stigma they talk about with really fat guys, boys? What's that, Mike? Uh, tiny matches. So this match is only 10 minutes long, um, probably because they, they just can't work that, <laughs> that long. But it's like a Jeff Hart up. match. They can't go, but so much. Honestly, the Jeff Hart match was longer than this one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Jeff Hart. It's like a better, big Donnie, little Donnie match. Better work rate than, uh, than Vader and Yokozuna. Um, but J- Vader comes out with Jim Cornette. Was not expecting this. Um, they bill Vader at 460 pounds. And this is, this, is a, this is a bigger Vader. This is a little later on in Vader's um, kind of run. And, but apparently they've been fighting for weeks. Yokozuna and Vader, they've been battling. And Vader's been really working the leg of Yokozuna with Vader bombs. So when Yokozuna comes out, you know, they're not really billing him as 100%. Uh, at one point, JR, is it McMahon on the commentary with JR? Or who is it? Uh, it's Mr. Perfect. Okay. Oh, right. that's what that was. Cookie, you should have known that. You're the host. Um, and uh, so, it's, so it's JR. And so JR is describing this match, and he uses that term, that classic JR term, slobber knockers. And to which Mr. Perfect then replies, slobber knockers? So is this, is this the first time JR used slobber knockers? I'm not sure. Because the, the question in – like. It, it definitely sounded like it caught Mr. Perfect or whoever JR's guy was doing color by, by surprise. And that is a term that is a very much a Jim Ross term at this point. Um, but Yokozuna comes out later on, built at 640 pounds. This dude, I would call him a Haas, but he's not a Haas. He's just a big, fat man. Um, I, I don't know. Anybody else care to describe Yokozuna? I, I said it earlier, this was after peak Yokozuna. Yokozuna, probably two to three years before this, could work his ass off. And, you know, it, 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 it was just good. This is at the tail end of his career. And I think this may have been the time that WWF literally sent him and Vader to a weight loss clinic. This is exactly that time I was looking into it. This was at that they literally uh, they wrote him off when they when Vader broke his leg so that he can go and manage his weight. Weight, I'm sorry. And then he came back and he was still over that weight, so they kind of had to write him off again. So it's just a you know just a, a trial and error type of thing for him. Yeah, and we'll we'll, um, we'll get to it a little bit later too. But uh, the way that I said how Vader was working Yokozuna's leg and how Yokozuna might not be actually 100% healthy for this match is they kept calling it Vader bombs that he was he was just landing up on this on his leg but they weren't the Vader bombs that I knew they were just like a uh, reverse splash or like a backwards splash off the the corner post like it wasn't his actual 
Vader bomb, which I was a little confused by, but Yokozuna, all right, we, we bell rings. Yokozuna starts jumping right in, just kind of going right after Vader. Uh, we quickly get um, Yokozuna, Vader, and Cornette all up in the ring and on the ring and around the ring. Uh, that's a baker's ton of weight, boys. That is a shit ton of that is That is like 1,300 plus pounds of just big guys. Um, I like this part. So they line up. Yokozuna is this giant sumo wrestler gimmick, or was he actually a sumo wrestler? So he's so he's actually Samoan. So he's from okay. the Anawi the family. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. But anyway, he's actually Samoan. Anoy? And he's had to, Anoy, is it Anoy? Is it Anoy or Anoy? I don't know how to pronounce it. Aaron, you, you're laughing. Aaron, what is it? Yeah, Aaron, what is it? Aaron's laughing very hard right now. I don't think Aaron knows how to pronounce it either. <laughs> it's Anoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yes. He's, he's hey, Cookie's a greenhorn now. Can we can we label him the greenhorn? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't speak Samoan. <laughs> I'm the whitest motherfucker ever, and I said it was annoying. Continue, Mike. Uh, well, all right. So we get the, they line up, and Yokozuna is in his like a sumo wrestler kind of gimmick, and Vader lines up in a, a classic three point stance, and they're kind of like getting ready. You know what's going to happen. And for the first two times I do this, Vader gets this awesome, phenomenal lateral step from a D-lineman standpoint. It is the perfect sidestep that, that you want to do because what they teach you in, in football is you never want to take on a full man. You want to take on a half man. So when Yokozuna lifts that, that hand and, and gets ready to come at Vader, Vader just takes that sidestep, sets you up perfectly for a good swim, a rip, um, a bull rush, whatever it is, but you want to take that that outside lane. You want to take the half man. So props to Vader on that. How would you rate his three point stance? His three point stance was a little weak, but he had a good, quick lateral right step. So uh, you I, know, I was looking at it. You know, maybe he put a little bit too much weight on the hand when he put it down. Yeah, but, uh, but Vader's Vader's gonna be playing that 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 nose tackle, that like that a gap kind of style, and so you know you want that you want that forward lean on it because you need to get you need to get low and you need to get quick up in that that guard's face. What's that up? That one technique, you know. Listen, listen, Vader's a sinner, all right? He doesn't know anything about the nose tackle or anything like that. That man is a sinner. He hey, let me tell you, if you're a center, you know more about the nose tackle than the nose tackle knows about him. You know, you know that nose tackle's mother's birthday, and he doesn't even know his mother's birthday, all right? Because the center's the smartest man on the goddamn field, all right? Listen, Wait. that's why he only played one year in college. <laughs> Wait, you were not a center. Why, why, why I played center you? for a little bit, yeah. Okay. I was a pulling all guard because right. I was athletic, man. I was just the, you know, the like the body behind the line, uh, the the linebacker that I yeah, just run just in with idiot. my head. Offensive yeah, lineman, smartest guys on the field. Anyway, back to my my football analogy. Vader, great <laughs> lateral step, all about taking that lateral man. Um, the third time they line up, though, Vader just I don't know, he sacks himself out. He goes right at Yokozuna, and Yokozuna just bodies him, flips him over the top rope. Like I'm like Vader, dude, you had him. What what happened here? Um, I think he just gassed out because, you know, he's 460 pounds. Listen, um, that spot alone is why I gave you the match. I literally watched <laughs> it up until that, and I said, This big old, oh, big old yeah, meat slapping. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vader's got some meat on there. Yokozuna, I don't know. He's, he's hard marble. Not a lot of meat. Um, you think he smelled bad? Yokozuna, he's, he's probably, like, clean. I don't know, you, man. You can, you can have, like, like, hygiene. Like, people with good hygiene, they might be fat. Come on, man. 
One of them smelled like mayonnaise, I'm sure. I bet it was Yokozuna. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that was just left over from the sandwich they ate. <laughs> um, honestly, guys, Vader is the guy who's moving quick and keeping this match paced. I... I, I never thought I would ever say that. You know, having watched a fair amount of Vader matches at this point, never would I be like, this is the guy who's working. Like, this is the guy who's 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 just making this thing happen where Yokozuna's just kind of – he's a cement pillar, man. He's just kind of hinging around and just being there. Um, the thing I like about Vader in this match is he's just hammering right hooks. He's doing this, like, classic, like – like palm his palm his face with the left hand, let go right hook, palm his like flick his face palm like right hook, and it was they looked pretty devastating. They looked pretty aggressive. It, it got me to buy into it a little bit, and that is um that's the first seven minutes of this match. So uh, eventually Vader goes for a slam, and I actually think I'm like Vader's gonna pull this off. Like Vader's the fucking beast. Yokozuna might be big, but you know. Vader can do it, and they're hyping him up on, on commentary. He's going to slam Yokozuna. Yokozuna reverses it. He actually slams Vader. And then uh, a little bit later, he splashes Vader. So you get the 600-pound man splashing in the corner. Like, that's going to take it out of you a little bit. Eventually, the cheeky heel manager, that is Jim Cornette, is going to inter- try to interfere or attempt to interfere. And, and did you uh, just get a pizza delivered to you? What, what's going on right now? I did, yeah. We're talking about fat boys. Oh, my God. You know, Aaron, all about him, some fat pizza. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, the cheeky cheeky heel manager, Jim Cornette, is going to try to interfere because Yokozuna is about to beat his boy Vader. So, Jim Cornette goes like he's going to swing his classic tennis racket. Yokozuna catches it, tosses, and or maybe pulls Cornette into the ring, I guess is how you would say it. And uh, this this is, you know, Jim Cornette's style of, like, comedy in wrestling which is very i wouldn't say dated but you definitely see that like this is what he thinks is hilarious and like kind of cheeky it's vaudevillian you know yeah yeah so he's like very classic yeah it's visual and 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 yeah you know i don't know it's okay i i i appreciate where he doesn't the the current trend and what they're doing in today's wrestling but um, Cornette, you know, has a hand behind his back and he's got a hand extended forward trying to, you know, play nice with Yokozuna. I'm sorry. Let's shake hands. Let's call it whatever it is. Yokozuna grabs Cornette's hand, clearly crushes it. Cornette's just, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, my God. He's breaking my hand. And then um, Yokozuna headbutts him. Cornette takes a actually a really bad bump. Like, like it was – you can tell Cornette's not a wrestler. Like, he doesn't know how to take a flat back. Like, anyway, he sold it, but it wasn't – he didn't sell it very well. Um, Yokozuna goes for his, what would, what was the move called? Like where he's going to just going to sit on Jim Cornette's Bonsai face. drop. Yeah. The bonsai, bonsai drop. Yeah. So Yokozuna goes for that. At that point, Vader pulls Cornette out of the way. Yokozuna takes the bonsai drop on himself. Um, Vader then hits his new fat boy Vader bomb on Yokozuna's leg. And one, two, three. Vader wins. Um, it was a good match. It wasn't the meatiest of the big boys cook, but it was a good match. You know, I, I, I said, well, it's only 10 minutes. I know Mike is going through some things right now. He's probably got a lot on his plate. I was like, I'm going to give him something quick. Boy, let me tell you, 
<laughs> this was all I watched. It was a oh, one ten minute match. Um, there we go. In terms of the quality of the podcast, I will not be contributing much more um, tonight. But yes, <laughs> I appreciated the ten minute match. I I watched it the first time while I was taking a shit. I watched it the second time while I was while I was pulling up the um, the the Zoom um, the Zoom link for you boys tonight. But uh, it was good. You it, know, was he, I, I, it was interesting because it was our first Yokozuna match, and I've never seen him wrestle. So it was good to put a name to the face, face yeah. on the name. Yeah, I watched it, a lot of him growing up. He was uh, They used him all sorts of ways. Um, but he was always the big guy doing that bonsai drop on and, people. You know? And Aaron can attest to this. I mean, he was phenomenal in the early 90s. Yokozuna was a multiple-time tag team, multiple-time WWF champion, king of the ring. He was the first Samoan to do a lot of these things. Wow. Uh, he just couldn't keep his weight uh, in check. That now, just- now, does – like Rikishi has, you know, some lineage now. Does Yokozuna have any lineage besides, like, cousins and that? Like, does he have any direct descendants in wrestling? I, I don't believe so. I think his uncles were Alpha and Sika, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, That's all I know. Yeah, look look that up, Cookie. <clears throat> I will. I will. So, Yokozuna, um, he, he was a big deal, man. Like, when he first came out, there was also a lot of heat on WWE for this character because he's this evil character, you know, from Japan. So, they got into a lot of trouble with um, – some of the, the people watching the stuff and complaining about it. I, I heard about that on, on another podcast. Like, like they, they didn't appreciate that it was a bad guy from Japan? Yeah, they thought that it was going to um, incite Asian-American, like violence on Asian-Americans. But he was Simone. Yeah, well, but they, <laughs> they built – come on, Mike. I'm they, sorry. They build him from Japan. That bonsai drop is brutal, though. Ain't no. his, uh, I, I think people are better than they are. <laughs> it looks like his uncles were often Sika, the Wild Samoans. But other than that, it looks like his cousins were um, some other names that I can't even pronounce, to be honest with you. Like like Annoy? Like, shut up. <laughs> Tober with the zing. <laughs> The Usos were his first cousins once removed. There you go. That's yeah, but that, that, they're Rikishi's boys. They're not Yokozuna. By yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like The Rock. The Rock is, like, technically not uh, Samoan. Technically. But he is a part of the An- Anoi family. But he's, like, half Samoan, Cook. Yes, but his – okay, <laughs> listen, we'll get into that later. We can talk about that another time. <laughs> technically, he is not, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Anyway, <clears throat> Mike, do you have a shit list for us? Shit! Oh, we're gonna skip. We're gonna no sell the 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 social media update and all that. Oh sort my of man! I'm stuff. sorry. I'm so I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is my first time doing this. I for, I completely forgot about the social media update. <laughs> social media update, please, Mike. I thought just this is to get what this. we were gonna get. I thought this is what we were gonna be getting next week on on the show. Not this I'm, week. I'm sorry. I completely. This is my first time doing this, guys. I think our listeners. Will, Cookies out here, like, hey, Mike. Uh, thanks. Uh. Who do you hate? <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, you got a haiku for us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. Thank God I'm not that bad. All That's right, well, <clears throat> <clears throat> well, before I get to the social media update, boys, we're continuing to live in apocalyptic times. 
with the world we're living in, it's always nice to have a companion. Someone you can talk to, tell your deepest feelings, maybe even cry to. Someone who will be there through the thick, the thin, and the coronavirus. That's why today's sponsor is brought to you by the one true and wholesome companion, Rubber Duckies. <laughs> rubber Duckies are like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> a McDonald's Big Mac. <laughs> or a Stouffer's lasagna. You always know what you're going to get. And it coddles your emotions like a warm hug on a cold day. Rubber duckies have been around for decades. Nay, I say almost a century. Rubber ducks have seen us through a great world war against the Nazis. The horrors of Vietnam. Iran-Contra. And even a vanilla ice age. Oh my god. (laughs) They are a one true constant in this world. Not only can they bear the burden of your thoughts and emotions without judgment, but they are also there to be a beacon of hope, a bright star on a dark night, an enjoyable and fun experience during an evening ritual. As one great lyricist noted, Rubber Ducky. You're the one. You make bath time. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> They're not going to pay us if I keep laughing. <clears throat> you make bath time. Lots of fun. Rubber Ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. Rubber Ducky, joy of joys. When I squeeze you, <laughs> you make noise. Rubber Ducky, you're my very best friend, it's true. He's actually crying. He's not laughing, folks. <laughs> this means so it's much. It's sad. It means so much. <sighs> Every day when I make my way to the tubby, He's still going. I, I find a little fella who's cute and yellow and chubby. Rub your ducky. You're so fine, and I'm lucky that you're mine. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. So, boys, Aaron, if you're feeling lonely in these dark times, seek out and find that one true companion. Get yourself a fucking rubber ducky. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by Rubber Duckies. They're the one. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> that was beautiful. Mike does kind of look like a grown-up Bert. <laughs> oh, God. Now we're shooting. <laughs> oh, boys. Oh, boys. They paid me a lot of money to say that, so I just, I just need you to know. Now, is there only, like, one brand of Rubber Ducky? Or um... No, there there are actually lots of rubber duckies because I think they've lost the patent on rubber duckies. So the rubber duckies, I I, I take it 
got together, pulled all their money together to sponsor uh, the podcast, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean each, yeah. there, dude, there's like rubber ducky, like, um, like action, not action figures, but there's like a Donald <laughs> Trump rubber ducky. There's rubber ducky with sunglasses. There's rubber ducky Santa. There's rubber ducky Easter. Like, Pretty much devil rubber uh, ducky somewhere around here. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? For her devil, pleasure, I guess. It's a red devil rubber ducky with horns. Sorry, I, I think this is the part where I reel it in a little bit, boys. Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, uh, if you're, your fault, cookie. you want to seek out a, a rubber ducky that fits your fetish, uh, look up rubber duckies on Amazon or Oriental Training. Uh, because Orientals? <laughs> you can't say that. They are trading. That's just the website, buddy. Anyway, $2 steak, a pro wrestling podcast brought to you today by a rubber fucking ducky. Don't type that website in wrong. We're live, pal. <laughs> All right. All right, Mike. Uh, I think next is the shit list. Is that correct? No, God damn it. Oh, social, social fucking media list. <laughs> well, you threw me off with the freaking rubber duckies, man. You threw me off. <laughs> You know, Cookie, I did read a report today that cannabis use is at an all-time high. Um, <laughs> Man, I've been thrown off since Zane fucking interrupted us in this goddamn podcast. Oh, your Wi-Fi didn't throw you off, Cook? Uh, yeah, well, that's... Your too- Wi-Fi threw us off. That, uh, that as well. No, All it right. literally threw him off the internet for about five minutes. Hey, oh. Oh, my God. Where the fuck are we? All right, so social, social media, media updates. <laughs> Instagram has... 119 followers. Um, Chris Tolbert, hats off. This week, we actually got some highly curated content from Chris Tolbert. <laughs> carefully curated. Carefully curated. Oh, I, it was highly carefully curated. You're right. <laughs> um, my personal favorite was a mention... Uh, as referenced last week on the podcast where Aaron said that Chris Tolbert looked like Buzz Sawyer (laughs) and and Tolbert's own brother said, I was scrolling through Instagram and totally thought this was my brother. (laughs) And it was a picture of Buzz Sawyer. I told you it looked just like him. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks brother. Thanks, <laughs> I don't know if Will was fucking shooting or working, but it was funny either way. <laughs> hey, Buzz. Buzz is a badass, man. Oh, man. I will, I will continue to say, Chris, you are a little taller than Buzz, and Buzz has a little longer hair than you, but um, I'm not going to argue the fact that you guys don't look the same. <laughs> oh, well, meaning. Uh, Tolbert, do, do you care to speak on any of your favorite Instagram posts this week? Oh, uh, we had a few. I love the artwork from Travis with Jeff Hart <laughs> with the uh, so with the Winnipeg with the Winnipeg sharpshooter. Um, it's a modified version, and so you know, good. life life this month just feels like we've all been in the Winnipeg sharpshooter. So, so, so we can get out of it, right? Yeah. Also, um, I posted. <laughs> Um, I, I wanted to make a gif of it. You can't really post them on Instagram, but there's a little video of uh, new Jack going off the second story <laughs> onto a table. And that's how I feel when, uh, concerts and bars are a thing again. Yep. All right. With that Twitter, 285 followers. Uh, again, I'm going to give big, big props to Aaron Varnum being 
I won't say unemployed because he's employed, but he is, he's working from home and he's got extra time to uh, curate careful uh, Twitter content, right? I, I have a, a Twitter window opened at all times. <laughs> so anytime Aaron sees anything interesting, he tweets about it. Uh, I mean, obviously WrestleMania this year, uh, I forget who said it, but it had the, like the most internet, like, um, content and traction and whatever you want to call it um, of any other WrestleMania ever, because obviously nobody else was doing anything or watching anything else. So every WrestleMania related tweet we had this week um, did really well. We also sent out, you know, our Jeff Hart tweets and the, the, the work for the, or the, the uh, pictures and stuff for this week. Aaron tweeted out the, the beautiful closet Travis made, um, you know, kind of mad that Joey Janela no sold our Jeff Hart art, but you know, it is what it is. Aaron, what was the, can you explain the gift that that one guy raved about? It got 24 impressions. Oh, oh, so that, that engagement, gift, it got 24 engagements, are, like are 800 talking, impressions. The Vince McMahon gift. Yeah. So I, I tweeted it out in reference to the, um, the two matches, the cinematic matches. So in the movie Beyond the Mat, the documentary that we've watched, like, I actually, I don't even know if it's from that, but like, it's an interview with Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon, like in the interview awkwardly says, we make movies, pal. And then just takes us a weird sip of water. <laughs> and then they're like, they're like, so, so Vince, do you do wrestling? He's like, no, we make movies, pal. And then he, then he takes that sip. <laughs> Um, but anyway, somebody loved that one. Oh my God. They, they commented, you found the fucking gift. Did you yeah. find it or did you make it? No, no, I found that one. Okay. I did find that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, dude, we're humming right along. You know, all it takes is either one of us to not give a fuck about our jobs or one of us to not give a fuck about our jobs and we crush it on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I, I give a fuck about my job, but I always have that Twitter window open. <laughs> well there you go uh and that is this week's social media update hey cookie are you ready for this week's shit list because <laughs> i don't have a fucking shit list cookie i told you this before we started the podcast that i don't now. have you a have fucking now. shit list Cookie's so, you know what? like zane WWE. did this Earlier tonight, I'm going to shoot on Cookie because, oh, Cookie, you've made so Big Mike's fucking shit list because <laughs> you are a terrible host. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Your internet sucks. You had a bunch of canned lines and they've fallen sh flat, buddy, because your internet, it, 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 it's lagging. All right? <laughs> Shooting. <laughs> So, Cookie, like I told you before this podcast, I didn't have a shit list, and I didn't have one until you referenced my damn shit list three fucking times. <laughs> so, Cookie, for the third or fourth time, you've made Big Mike's shit, shit list. Shit list. Oh, wait. I thought – no, no. Our host has to say that. Oh, oh Cookie. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, listen. All right. I was going to get to that. Shit list. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Our host has to say you've made – go ahead, Cookie. Oh, say all right. All right. I have made Big Mike's shit list. There we go. All right. Well, since, since Mike can't get his uh, job together and can't do a shit list, which is the one of the three things he has to do, I'm shooting now, boys. All right. We're going on to segment three. 
Oh, wow. Guys, I'm still recovering from that uh, amazing social media update. Thank you very much. Now, uh, let's go ahead. Let's start the strong style. So we're coming full circle here on $2 Steak. Remember last week when a parent babyface Arn Anderson (laughs) was wrestling for the TV title. It's a rubber ducky run-in. It's a rubber ducky (laughs) run-in. I'm going to have to cover it up because I'm going to lose my shit. Against the Great Muda. Well, the Horsemen were baby faces up until shortly after that match, and Sting was a member of the Elite's group. Sting was actually a Horseman, boys, but he was also the number one contender for the NWA Heavyweight Championship, which Cohen... Stop it, Mike. Mike, I'm going to cover up your screen. <clears throat> which coincidentally was held by a, his horsemate. Is that a word? Rick Flair. Tensions arose when Sting would give up, wouldn't give up his title opportunity, and the horseman turned on him. Fast forward a little bit. Sting legit hurt his knee before that match, was sidelined for a little bit, and became friends with RoboCop. Yes, Robo-fucking-Cop. Anyways, they were able to keep Sting's momentum going into that match in July of 1990. Cookie, let's get to the top four. Hold on. Can we, can we talk about? Can we talk what about? What the Cookie? hell, Hold Mike? On. I know, I know. Sorry, can we talk about Cookie having a monologue. Aaron just wrote a fucking paper. Yes, yeah, he that's did. Right. That's yeah, right. Aaron. Are you trying to take my gig? What are you doing right now, man? Yeah, no, no I'm taking your entire gimmick. Yeah, I've, I'm. We're not done yet, baby. Give me the top four. All right, Aaron's top four. Number one. Let's take a look at Sting's insurance plan. For months, Sting was getting the shit end of the stick against the Horseman. Because when it came to the dirtiest player in the game, he always has a few tricks up his sleeve. Namely, the numbers game. Four against one was getting Sting every time, but this time he has the motherfucking dudes with attitudes at his back. Who are these dudes? And how bad are their attitudes, you ask? We've got the Steiner brothers. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. The total package Lex Luger. J-Y-Day. 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 Junkyard dog. <laughs> Gotta pet that dog. And El Gigante. I'm eye-rolling if you guys can see it. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, Ole Anderson was handcuffed to El. I, I now write him as El Gig the whole time. Uh, and if that create a crew of hosses to keep you safe from the horsemen, I don't know what is. Number two. Passing the torch. I'm not sure. Passing the torch. That, that's my number two. I'm not sure if they overtly meant for this, but there are a lot of similarities between these two men. Uh, although you have a very defined baby face in Sting and a classic heel in Flair, both of these men were pretty visually similar. Uh, beach blonde hair, tanned, which were basically the ideals for professional wrestling back then. Flair wearing the blue trunks of the old school ways of the past, and Sting wearing the blue pants of the next generation of wrestlers. Flair representing the 80s, Sting representing the 90s, and this comes into play in the commentary a few times, stating that Sting is the man that is going to be the representative for the company for years to come. Number three. Throughout the match, no sell city. Don't get me wrong. It makes sense in a storyline with this much vitriol and a man that may or may not have made love to RoboCop. 
Sting is mad. He's gotten his ass kicked, injured, and watched as other people stepped into what should have been his title opportunity. Plus, Sting is jacked and possibly has cyborg sperm flowing through his blood. No. No, he doesn't. Uh, he that's, does. That's he like had Russia. sex with RoboCop. <laughs> Sting is a man that is taking all of Wait, Flair's so you're offense. you're saying Sting received? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Sting's he, bottom? Oh, I think he's a bottom. Sting bottom what, for what, RoboCop? RoboCop? For RoboCop. Tober, you better get him. Do you hear how he's talking about your boy? I, I'm, I'm leaving the meeting. Sting <laughs> is a man that throughout the, the, the match, he's taking all of Flair's offense through it and laughing at it, basically. He's just no-selling everything that Flair is doing. So what is Flair going to do? Go for his fucking injured knee. Because why wouldn't he? He's Rick fucking Flair. Number four. Uh, number four is Baltimore, Maryland. Y'all can talk shit about the home of the greatest cheap beer of all time, boys, Natty Bo, but they made this match special. Hey, man, fuck Baltimore. Love Natty Bo. Baltimore was in the pockets of Ric Flair and Sting the entire time. They were up for everything. It was the perfect reaction you would want for a match like this. Let me be clear. This is a Sting against Ric Flair match. It's a match that I've seen hundreds of times. But Baltimore made it mean something. When Sting got Flair with the roll-up at the end, they didn't care that it was a theoretically weak finish. They cared that their hero just won his first heavyweight championship. And now for the honorable mentions. Y'all, their entrance attire was so on point, especially Sting. Sting comes out draped in this all-American drip. He's got, like, American flags all over him. He's got the American flag patriotic face paint. When I saw him, I stood up and said the motherfucking Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> and uh, I would just second, Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair is just, like, it's classic Ric Flair. He's got the, the flowing hair, the flowing robe. He's looking like a badass, man. It was just so good. Goddamn right. My number two honorable mention is Jim Ross. He's the best. You can't argue with that. He makes you believe the story. And throughout this matchup, he's telling this story of Ric Flair and Sting, a man that's had every odd stacked against him and being able to, to overcome it in the end for his first uh, NWA heavyweight championship. Absolutely. So, and, and my last honorable mention, holy flaming Stinghead. At the end, after Sting wins, an abomination comes down from the heavens in what I can only describe as an effigy of our hero Sting. Then immediately, it becomes a ball of fire that would make even a Mexican village fireworks celebration blush. <laughs> oh, man, it was beautiful. And, and that's why I wanted to give you, Aaron, a classic match. Uh, from the old WCW, man. And I'm, I'm just glad that you like it, but let's hear that Aaron Varnum shrimp count. Uh, boys, the overall, a, a good matchup. Uh, a very similar matchup that, that you see every time these two men get into the ring. So it got, it, it got a little bit of uh, the shrimp taken away from that. Overall, this match gets 4.2 shrimp rings. Oh. Oh, a point and, two. And, and uh, what count are the, is the count? Of the shrimp count. So it, it, I would say that they are a, you know, like your traditional cocktail shrimp ring. It's the ring of shrimp. And like, the, I'm saying point two, because at least with that, it's, it's you know, a full one, but it, you, you've eaten a couple. 
All right. So without you the eat a head. couple of shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's those cocktail shrimp. They're not Varnum Town <laughs> shrimp. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that see that 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 makes sense now. Oh, okay, I got you now. All right. All right. Tolbert. The oh, high yeah. spot. I gave you a four-way dance for the ECW Tag Team Titles from 1996. The Eliminators, Perry Saturn and Cronus versus the Bruise Brothers, Ron and Don <laughs> versus the Samoan Gangsta Party versus the Gangsters. Mustafa Nijak. Yeah, we had a lot of gangsters. We had a lot of stuff going on in general in this match. Classic ECW. Um, dude... <laughs> You know, I remember always flipping over to ECW and you would flip over, you know, or you, you would watch, you know, these big arenas and you would watch ECW and it would be in like, uh, I don't know, the back end of some, you know, it's like, we can't pay full rent in the building. We'll give you this corner though for half the price of the concert hall or whatever. You know, they just had these shitty venues, but the fans loved it. It was great. Um, everyone's so hyped, you know, to start off this match. The crowd is pumped and they're packed in there. Um, but I made note, like, I, I counted at least six people with no shirts on. <laughs> Is that in Barnum Town? Is this in Barnum Town? <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, uh, didn't hear, I didn't look up where this match is. Uh, it was probably the terrible audio quality and video quality from ECW. Yeah, this, was, uh, this has been 90s for sure. But um, four-way tag match or um, what, what were they calling it? The four-way uh, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four-way death match, whatever. Anyway, so uh, the Perry. What, what was Perry's uh, tag team partner's name? Cookie again. Kronos. Kronos. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with him. I know Perry Saturn. Kronos. <laughs> what? It's not a fucking God of War character, Chris. What did I say? Kronos. Oh, Kronos. No, Kronos. no, no. It's Kronos. But Kronos. But, but, but Delbert's like Kronos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, they start off the match. Um, they're uh, they're looking like they're ready to rebel. They're ready to party. They're here to uh, kick some ass. Um, and then you hear some Sabbath kick in, man. Fucking that was actually the uh, that that was the Faith No More version of the song. It was, wasn't it? I, yeah, I it was different. I didn't know Faith No More did a cover, but anyway, a little different. But we got some more pigs playing, you know. And these uh, two big ass twin brothers walk out. Not too familiar with the Bruise Brothers because I didn't watch too much ECW. But uh, that's who these guys are, and they are massive. I mean, these guys are huge. They're, so the, they're the Harris brothers, and uh, later on, they were a part owner of TNA. Really? Like, oh. Yeah, and apparently they're like biker gang dudes and maybe in the uh, neo-Nazis. I, I don't know. There's, there's, there's conversation about it. Do they, are they the ones, uh, the convert... Uh, you know, controversy with tattoos and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, Ron and yeah. Don Harris. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, like one of them has an SS tattoo. Yes, that's exactly them. Ooh, oh dear God, ooh. I did not mean to touch on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 the Harris I was brothers. That a little bit. Okay, that's them. All right. No wonder those uh, punches were so stiff. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to do that Zig Hiles. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, so they start the match right off. They go right in on the Eliminators. I didn't even hear a bell. I don't know if there was a pre-bell before. Uh, ECW the- doesn't own a bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't have one at this point. They just hit uh, a tin can. 
They go right at it, man. We get some action right off the bat. Did you just uh, say it was the pre-bell? The pre, pre the, Honey, the don't, no, 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 don't worry. Bell. That's just pre-bell right there. It's just pre-bell. <laughs> they say it's just as potent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this match starts right off. Um, and as the chaos ensues, um, we, we see a little video clip. Uh, where the Samoan gangsters, they're the next tag team to enter, but they have been arrested uh, prior to the match. Um, so they come running out in handcuffs. Did you notice who one of those guys were? Did you notice did. that one of them? I, know, I noticed that they are just as big as the Bruise Brothers and everybody else. <laughs> they're fucking huge. So one of them is actually Rosie, who's also the superhero in training. Uh, and I think he was uh, oh, what part? Smooth. What family were they from? Annoy. They're from the Annoy family. I'm, you know what? Go ahead, Tober. I'm just going to go ahead. Continue, please. We got some big ass Samoans run out. They're in handcuffs, though, because they were taken into custody. But they're like, hey, boys, sorry, officers. We have a match. We got to wrestle. Um, and they come charging in, handcuffed in the front, which is against protocol. But, you know, this is probably, I don't know, in Philly somewhere. Uh, well, they charge right in, ready to fight, handcuffs and all, uh, and they, uh, they're looking pretty promising. In fact, we even get mentioned that they might win the title, the tag team title, with handcuffs on. Um, but then the music hits, right? And the crowd goes fucking nuts, because it's New Jack and Mustafa, the fucking gangsters, coming out. New Jack's got his trash can full of weapons. Uh, it looked like some drywall, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He had all kinds of stuff in there this this go around. I've seen him throw many trash cans in the ring. Did so he stop by Robinson County for that drywall? <laughs> yeah. Just picked it up of a construction site. Anyway, he, he uh, classic uh, trash can into the ring, weapons everywhere. Um, they leave New Jack's music playing like five minutes into the match like they're wrestling right the gangsters get in the ring they're hitting everybody with trash can lids or i mean just pounding there's chaos there's shit everywhere the whole time the gangsters theme music is playing or new jack's theme music is playing the whole time <laughs> it's natural born killers natural yeah ice cube and uh, dr dre is awesome yeah, i don't know if maybe they, they thought they would like finish it early so they could just play them out and play them in at the same yeah. time <laughs> Not the case, though. <laughs> Not the case. Um, I wrote a bunch of notes, but pretty much, oh, my God, this match is just nuts. It's people throwing each other outside the ring. Two guys are handcuffed. We've got weapons. Uh, we get outside of the ring action. We've got blood. Uh, one of the bruisers starts bleeding immediately. New Jack's busted open pretty much immediately. Um, we get some outside of the ring action. We get New Jack and one of the bruisers heading towards the back of the arena. And this is where I saw most of the shirtless guys. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, they must not, couldn't afford AC in the building or something. I don't know. Everyone was sweaty and hot. <laughs> but they make their way outside. And uh, they start brawling outside. The fans follow. The cameramen follow. You have ECW security crew. Um Dude, I would love to interview like an old school security guy from ECW just because it's it's so chaotic. And you uh, know they saw some shit for sure. Yeah, and the fans are everywhere. They're right up close. During these crowd shots, you have wrestlers getting thrown into fans. The barriers going everywhere. Chairs going everywhere. Everyone's bleeding. And they ended up out in the back parking lot. They're rolling all over everyone's cars. Like I don't know if that's 
you know, staff members' cars or people that just happened to park out back. Some kid's dad probably took him to the DMACW show. You want to go see some wrestling? I took him because it's my weekend and my truck got all dented up. <laughs> You're still going to drive us home, right? <laughs> You know, um, but it, it's very quick. It's brief. You know, we, we get some parking lot action. They finally make it back to the ring. And it's so, it's lower budget. So there is no big screen. The fans can, you know, see what's going on. I'm thinking that the whole time. I'm like, what are these fans doing the whole time they're out back? Anyway. What would you have done, Tolbert? Taking off my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say smoke one, but no. Yeah. No, he's still trying to fit in. It, it, the crowd. It's hot. Every time we get an ECW match, the crowd just. You it, take it your shirt off. It baffles me. It's it's crazy, but they love it. And it's like everyone's in harmony together. You know, I don't know. It works. It worked at the time. Anyway, after uh, we get all the out of the ring action, they get back to the ring. Uh, in the process of this going on, the first team gets eliminated by Mustafa and New Jack, um, and that is the Samoans because they're handcuffed. Of course, they're going to get eliminated. You know. Um, then we start picking off the teams one by one. Uh, first, it is the Samoans, and then uh, the Bruce Brothers get taken out with a combo uh, from the Eliminators—a sweet back heel kick. I guess it's called the Eliminator as well. It, it's pretty badass. Some sweet tag team double action takes the. Uh, takes the Bruce Brothers out. We're left two, four guys. The Eliminators versus the Gangsters. And uh, everyone kind of saw this coming. Everyone's pumped. Everybody's bleeding. Uh, we see some solid back and forth between the two. Uh, they set up their finishing move against uh, New Jack. They're going to do this uh, back heel kick that they just did on the previous tag team. New Jack is wise to this. He's street smart. He knows what's coming. He pulls himself out of the way, pulls the Eliminator's tag team partner, pulls Perry Saturn in the way of the kick, takes him out, double team power slam with the chair shot from the top rope, New Jack with the pin. One, two, three, gangsters win the tag team titles. And they continue that music. And Natural the music born killers. <laughs> yeah, they play them out. And you got all these white boys sewing up the Malcolm X. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smoking their pencil shaving. <laughs> oh, but uh, a chaotic match, a great. You also sent me a link as well, you know, with this one to say, hey, how crazy is New Jack? And it is the Dudley Boys versus New Jack? Um, and I guess it was a tag team. I don't know. It was chaotic as well as ECW days. And he actually, uh, we posted it on the Instagram <laughs> of uh, New Jack going off the top uh, story into a table. There's also the, this little pudgy kid that's standing there with his dad. is probably like a sound guy or something. You see him like push the little white kid out of the way. Yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah. I'm about to take this bump. I just, I wanted you to see how fucking crazy New Jack is. And, and, and Toby, oh, your I, match was, he was, he was one, actually the gangsters match was one of the hardest to find just because the quality of the ECW matches were so bad. And uh, they were just hard to come by. And, and, and the four way yeah. dance was the cleanest one that I could find. But good match, thank you, Cook. It was good. Not a problem, man. Not a problem. So, so you're saying Cookie did a better job at picking a match than I did? Um, I'm not saying that. You picked a damn fine match, Mike. I'm saying it, Mike. I'm saying I picked better matches than you. You shit. You shit on me earlier today, man. You got better Wi-Fi, Mike. Oh fuck you, Tober. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tober, get us. Uh, hit us with that haiku, man. All right, haiku for the week. Hey. 
put on a shirt. <laughs> Hope you didn't park out back. <laughs> Everything's a mess. Oh, just oh, like the world right now. <laughs> it was. Oh, that was great. That was great. Well, well, boys, uh, we've come to the end of our time right now. And uh, listen, I, I had an idea. I wanted to do some nostalgia stuff. We went down Nostalgia Boulevard. I gave Mike a WWF match. I gave Aaron a WCW match, and I gave Tober the ECW match. Of course, me being the youngest person on this podcast, I didn't get a chance to watch any of that stuff, the NWO or any of that great stuff or material. So I wanted to go down and watch some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, what a what a podcast we've had so far now. Um, <laughs> that it was a podcast, yeah. Yeah, I, I well, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Listen, I had a plan coming into this, and oh. it got shat on. So you know what? So I'm much throwing, better that way. I'm throwing hey, the phone uh, over the live, over shoulder. I, I know we're live we're now. We're live, pal. <laughs> we're live, pal. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Anyway, anyway, here's where I throw out our tags. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the number 2 2 B-O-L-L-A-R-S-T-E-A-K underscore guys i've been thrown for a loop but thank you for listening and wait 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 what's going to happen next week so what is going to happen next week because this well, that's what i was getting to. oh yeah right uh-huh that's what i was getting to i was just gonna say i was like next week aaron next week tobert has the honor of taking over the hosting duties tobert do you have any insight on what next week's going well ne- you know th- this whole month is uh 420 but you know, coming up is going to be 420 on 420. I mean, this is the only time this is ever going to happen in my 420 lifetime. is actually, in fact, on 420. Yes, Tolbert. Yes. It's amazing. These so, are the, these I are have the greatest the two episodes we've ever done. The best. <laughs> the best. This is amazing. This is better than anything. <laughs> I have the honor of hosting next week. We, uh, you know, we might have planned it that way, but I'm giving the boys some special matches. We're having a 420 extravaganza. It's going to be great, boys. And uh, Big Mike, uh, I think you're going to get a Godfather match. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're, you're the greenhorn. There's, you've learned a lot over the past few years. There's oh, still a lot man. you don't know. Um, <laughs> Can I have the brawl for all match? He's, he's got oh. Pippin ain't easy. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, this will, right. in fact, be the oh. first Godfather match we've had. The yes. Varnum. You are going to have D'Lo Brown... Versus X Pot, 1998 Judgment Day. Is that me or is that for Cookie? That's you. What? Oh. I that actually sounds like a fun match. It is an amazing for the match. high spot. Uh, for the high spot. Well, see, next week everybody's a high spot, and all these matches uh, feature wrestlers that are cannabis enthusiasts <laughs> and have okay. gotten in trouble over the years for partaking in in the fine substance. And uh, really don't give a shit about it. They put on There's awesome a theme. Matches. I like it. Yeah. So, okay. um, all right. So, for Cookies match, we have an ECW match. Okay. RVD, a tag team, RVD and Sabu versus, hold on. <laughs> Hayabusa. Hayabusa. <laughs> Help me out here, Varnum. Hayabusa. And uh, and Jinsi, oh God, what's his last name? You can't even pronounce the names. Nobody can pronounce the names today. 
So yeah. I have Hanoi's a pretty easy name to announce. It's, you know what? I bet it's not even pronounced like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cookie, you have an RVD Sabu strong style, strong style tag. Oh, team. oh, it's Jinsei Shinzaki. Yes. The guy who who has all the like the the tattoos on his body. The guy that wrestled Muda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Early on in our yeah. show. Yeah, I got you. I, I, I scoured the internet for these matches. Um, yes, I found some. They're gonna be great. Uh, we're going to introduce Mike to the Ho train. We're going to see some strong style. And uh, I don't know. We're going to smoke some weed. <laughs> well, we, well, you are. But are, uh, are we all writing haikus? I, I need to be able to plan. Yeah, boys. I want haikus from all of you. Oh, boy. Yay. That's 575, right? No, I'm just yeah. Kidding. Yeah, 575. <laughs> Do your homework. And uh, I'll send out the links. All right, boys. Uh, Aaron, you got something else to say? No, I'm good, brother. You're good? Uh, All right. Uh, I, I got something to say. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No matter what, between now and next week, I will have a new baby boy. No matter what? Are you no gonna matter what. Me? We are scheduled, boys. We put that shit on the calendar. He is coming out. Don't worry, Mike. <laughs> all of all of the Godfather's matches, including the Brawl for All, all, all under like seven minutes. Perfect. <laughs> like, so I can watch it match. in between contractions. That's Every great. single Every match is like seven Mike, minutes max. Mike, can you do something for me? What? As soon as he crowns, can you play Batista's theme song? Like, <laughs> oh my out? god! So I get squatted down to <laughs> the guns. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry, uh, Doc. I need to set the lighting. <laughs> Undertaker chime like hits the lights go out. <laughs> I walk a mile inside this pit of danger. <laughs> Amanda's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Mike's doing the machine gun. <laughs> 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 Get him out of here. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, I get the host again, and hopefully, no, no more. <laughs> well, it's been Redeem fun. Redeem thyself or redeem thyself. <laughs> Thank you for listening to $2 Sake of Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's been your boy, Cookie, and I'm out. All right. Follow us on $2 at $2 Stake at... Number two, dollar steak underscore.